Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a Wednesday? Great. Great, great, great. This is a Wednesday before. Wednesday before our second shot. And Wednesday before Valentine's Day. Is the week going slowly for you? A little bit slower this week. I hadn't thought of it till you just said it, but yeah, time has been flying before. I wonder why that is. I have been anticipating the second shot so much. It's probably the, the most anticipated thing that's happened to me this year is getting the second shot and starting the uh, calendar on uh, being somewhat uh, uh, vaccinated, somewhat protected from this horrible virus. And then they come out today and say what? Exactly. That uh, you can still get sick, uh, evidently. Isn't it crazy how this germ gets in you? And even while it's inside of you, if it's having trouble, it just mutates or adapts or whatever so that it can go on and inhabit your body. It's, you know, it's almost, it would make a great... TV show where they inoculate you with these little robots that go in and, you know, it's really weird. The uh, CBS morning show had the guy who uh, got the original, I guess the original, we we, will yield to the trumpeteers and call it the China, the China virus. Mm -hmm. And uh, then once it got inside, he didn't have the capability of killing that. And it mutated, what, seven times? Yeah, he had it five months. Instead of like two weeks, they say sometimes. It five months and it mutated every time that it couldn't do its job. And he died. Well, yeah, finally. I mean, they sat in there, those little bugs. Maybe they couldn't go home or go to the next host if they didn't kill their victim. It's, it's Like I say, it's like a science fiction movie. What kind of life do you foresee if we're going to have the virus? I was talking to Daryl Idler yesterday, and out of nowhere, he just said, Joe, hey, do you realize I heard that we're going to have the coronavirus forever? Well, I think it will go from um, despair, a little worse than we have now, and then I think that before long, people will just say, to heck with it and go on and live their lives. Because uh, this this is not the kind of life we Americans are used to uh, and enjoy. I mean, we're out, we're with other people, we're, you know, having parties, we're celebrating this and that, and we're having sports, and we're having big family reunions, and we're flying here and flying there. And um, I don't think people are going to get in their homes and nest because, you know, what kind of work will there be for everyone? That, that was, I wish he'd have kept that to himself. I uh, <clears throat> visualize the little things changing. I think the big things will stay the same. I think we will have interactions and everything, but it's the little things that I feel like that I've lost during this pandemic. Uh, as an example, you know, I walk around the block twice. That's my morning exercise, as hard as I can walk. <clears throat> and uh, 
most generally, whenever I meet somebody, there's always a pleasant smile and a greeting. And I noticed this morning, uh, two ladies were out walking their dogs, and there's not even eye contact. They're just nothing. Uh, I think we're losing the uh, social skills of interacting with facial expressions. Oh, I did. I do very much. I mean, you know, not everyone smiles with their eyes, so you can't tell, you know, what people are saying or are looking like when they meet you. But um, oh, I think you're exactly right. There's just not any. Usually, when you're out for a walk, or it's a good morning, you know, and how's things going, and just you know, you don't stop. You just keep going. But there is some sort of interaction. I don't know. It's really sad. I don't like to think about it too much. One of the women uh, moved over to the other side of the street, walked on the other sidewalk. The other one took off running with her dog. I saw her crossing the county line screaming about an 82-year-old man out there. (laughs) But, yeah, there's a lot of things, and I notice when you you go into uh, any kind of group setting, there's always that uh, spatial cognizance. You, You think about how close do you get, and uh, also uh, mask wearing, and I don't mind the mask wearing. I mean, I will, I will do the mask wearing forever if that's what it takes to stay healthy and uh, staying socially distanced. But uh, I think our problem are kids and grandkids. Oh yes, because I think this is a. Um a learning thing for them not to embrace you or hug you when they see you or just walk by you and give you a hug and a kiss. Um, that's what I'm like you. That's what I hate because, um, you know, after so long, then that becomes the norm. Then, you know, what have we got going for of it, for us if it's not love and affection for each other and being able to show it because, you know, we're cold enough as human beings the way it is without, you know, making it worse. Yeah. Joey and John and Chelsea and Sam are all huggers, uh, touchers, but uh, Kim's having a ball with this because she doesn't touch anybody and she doesn't want anybody to touch her. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> that is very true. So the uh, COVID is... Uh, COVID is the uh, main topic for us. We get our shot Wednesday or Thursday. Today is Wednesday. We get a shot tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow is our shot. Here I've been anticipating all the way, and every day seems like a week. And uh, so tomorrow is shot day. Uh, Think we'll have a problem? I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. Now that we found out we have them on tape saying that they'll take care of my shot thing. I don't. A little background to it. You need a little background? Well, the listeners will need a little background to it. Oh, okay. But I think we've covered it pretty much before because we said that we um, had gotten our first shots and there was a mix up in the appointment numbers on our um, email. And uh, so they said that they would take care of it and figure it out. Well, you got all your proper papers back and congratulations on your first shot invitation to take your second shot and I never got anything and I talked to about 12 different people and finally four or five of them said just go and show up because I had 
the card and everything where I'd gotten the first shot. And that's when you remembered, thankfully, that we had done a podcast that day. It was so much to my chagrin that we were doing one because I thought you were going to kill us in the car before we got there. But um, it paid off because you had put the uh, phone on record and had placed it between us in the car. and that's- I had handed it to you and you signed off and laid it down between us. Okay, I'm corrected. And and you're to get credit. And then the girl asked me some questions, and I gave her the answers. And so now we have her on tape. And I've been wanting to listen to it, but I've been afraid that I would erase it or something. <laughs> so I thought, well, we'll save it and see. I don't think we'll have to use it, but I think we need to have it and have it ready to pull up in case they do say anything. Then the best of your knowledge, uh, we get the shot tomorrow. How long do we wait before it becomes fully effective? I don't know. I guess probably 10 days or so. Um, I think you're probably, yeah, especially since we already have the first one in our body. This is just sort of a little booster. So uh, I don't think it'll be too long. And we are... um getting the uh, Pfizer. Uh, Chelsea worked for Pfizer for a number of years, and I kind of feel like it's the best one. I think so, too, and probably because Chelsea's worked for the company all the time, and they do have a a very good reputation. So, um, yes, yes, yes. Chelsea worked for um, Pfizer for 17 years, and they did a whole uh, reorganization uh, to one division with 300 people. So all these 300 people got laid off. So she's having an important interview this morning with Johnson & Johnson. So I want to say a little prayer for her that that goes, goes well and she can get back into the working class. A lot of hope there for Chelsea. And also Kelly got a big award too. And uh, what was Kelly, Kelly Robertson, who's Robertson's Farms in Benton, Illinois, constantly gets these uh, uh, accolades, these awards, these uh, uh, trophies for things that he uh, does in the farming community. And uh, so what was it this time? This one is an award. um, I think it's for agronomist. And um, uh, a person that had kind of been a mentor, and good friend with Kelly, uh, passed away. And this is an award, I think, for the state of Illinois um, for uh, outstanding agronomist. And um, so he got the award, which was great. So they presented him to him. It may have been yesterday or today. I didn't note when it was. I got it this morning on Snapchat. And... Um, so, yes, very proud of him. He's, he's a smart guy. Yes. We have some smart kids. Yes. I'd say we at least have five out of the six. Which leads me to believe that none of them are ours. <laughs> I don't think you got that. I just said five out of the six, didn't you? I thought surely you would say, well, which one's not? <laughs> So much for your attention. <laughs> I know which one not. Oh, okay. I, it was a joke with me, so I take it back. 
Anyone who's listening. <clears throat> okay, you told me one time that you were not going to tell jokes on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Yes, that's right. So the old guy couldn't hear. And uh, so he was walking down the mall with his wife, and he met an old classmate who had his wife with him. And they were walking down, and he said, Hey, Jim, how you doing? He said, Great, Bob, how you doing? He said, Fine. He said, I've had an experience, changed my life. He said, What's that? And he said, uh, I got a new hearing aid. He said, You did? He said, uh, What kind is it? And uh, he told him, and he said, not only that, but I'm taking a memory course, too. He said, you know, at our age, we kind of forget things. And he said, uh, oh, great, great, Bob. What's the name of it? And he looked at him. He said, uh, what's this flower that's got a thorn on it? He said, the guy said, Rose. He turned to his wife. He said, Rose, what's the name of that memory course? <laughs> Jeez, that's bad. You know, my favorite person to uh, catch on uh, Facebook all the time is Karen. Yeah. Uh, she's our tax lady. And I don't know where she finds them, but some are really good. This one this morning is good. Um, and I'm going to read it to you. It's not a joke. It's just things that she finds out that happens to people, little stories. <clears throat> and you had a comment? Well, it's not a joke, so I won't laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think it's funny. It's something that I would want to do, but I would be scared that the person would kind of get back at me some horrible way. Okay, so she's on her way to work, and there's this Dodge Durango in front of her going really slow, she said this morning. She said, then I noticed it was for sale, and the number was on the back window, so I decided to call it. She said, I'm calling about the blue Durango, and the guy driving the car says, yes, it's for sale. And she said, does it run? And they said, yes, it does. And she said, well, step on the gas and get the hell out of my way. <laughs> and I thought, oh, who would think of that, you know? And I think about it. He'd probably chase me around the block and, you know, run over and kill me or something. But she, she's always good for, uh, to start your morning with. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Toby. Have a good one. I love you, darling. Love you, hon. Bye bye. I still like the one I never could find it where the little girl's talking about heaven, and the teacher told her, you know, there wasn't heaven or the hell. The little girl 